He not working hard. Yeah, right, picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square, take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive, I just want you to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. Pitbull, Naya, Neo, that's right. Wow, this is the very first episode of Josh vs. Joshua. Good morning. Uh, I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. It's good to see you guys. Good morning, uh, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're from. Uh, we are being broadcast all over the world on the Binge Networks, also your favorite podcast networks, iTunes, Apple, Roku, all that stuff. Well, Roku is not a podcast network, it, whatever. Anyway, the point is, we're being broadcast all over the place, but you can join us at facebook.com slash josh first joshua uh you can join our live audience which is always a lot of fun rachel it's good to see you this morning um first things first i give myself permission to just be whatever the heck comes out of my mouth um i uh as of today and for those of you that are new to the show i've had a show called morning gratitude and another one called gratitude unfiltered and it seems like as they're both building momentum i find ways to uh uh, to destroy a show or, or I just go, you know what? I'm bored with that or I don't want to do it anymore. Or I feel like I'm being put in a cage. So now I'm going to set it all free. And Josh versus Joshua is that um, there is going to be no more gratitude unfiltered. And uh, there's going to be no more morning gratitude. Josh versus Joshua is going to be a hybrid of everything. <laughs> it's going to be some gratitude unfiltered. It's going to be some morning gratitude and it's going to be whatever else. So I'm really, really excited this morning, um, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm love this because at first I thought, you know what, I'm not going to do interviews on this show. Um, I'm just going to have this be a solo show. But no, that's not really true. Um, I'm, I've decided that I, I'm going to actually have guests on this show. I'm going to do it alone. I'm going to do it whenever I feel like doing it. Um, it'll, which means I'll probably do it every day and sometimes twice a day. But the fortunate thing is that I can I can do that because. I can do that. I can do whatever I want. And like, it's amazing. It's amazing to have this opportunity to be able to create. I am so grateful to have this outlet, to have this opportunity to, to do a morning show if I feel like it, or an afternoon show, or an evening show, or in the middle of the night show. And it could be something like if I decide to eat mushrooms one morning and decide to do this show, guess what? I can do that. Um, I'm not boxed in. I'm not in a cage. I get to do anything I want. I get to express it. I get to talk about Jesus. I get to talk about my screw ups. It's amazing. It's amazing. I feel freaking alive today and I am so excited to be here. This is the first Josh versus Joshua and uh, really pumped about this. So I'm going to get started. So a lot of things are going to feel familiar to you because again, this is going to be a hybrid of all of the shows uh, that I've done, but also just, uh, and, and also different. Um, so I give myself permission just to be myself authentically, um, whatever that is. If I'm grumpy, if I screw up, if I accidentally curse, um, I know that Jesus will forgive me. And, um, and speaking of Jesus, I wanna read something that I thought was really, really amazing. 
Um, I started reading in my Bible. Yes, I'm going to the Bible already. I started, I, I started reading Ephesians in the Bible um, like two days ago, three days ago maybe. And I just got to chapter uh, three. I want to read this. I pray that from all his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down and into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. <clears throat> now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church, in Christ Jesus, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I love that because I'm one of those people that believe that we cannot outdream, we cannot, our vision cannot be big enough for God. I really believe in my heart that like, if we are in line, if we're in line with using our gifts and we take the keys that we've been given, like the things that we've overcome, I believe if we line those, those, if we align those gifts with God's will, and are using it, and the focus is to use to bless other people, I believe that we cannot dream big enough. We cannot have a big enough vision. We cannot pray big enough prayers, but we sure as heck can try, and that's the point. We get to trust God with all of that, and I love that. Um, first things first, I, want to, I wanted to read that. I felt led to read that this morning. I want to say thank you so much. Um, I'm really digging the HGH product um, by New You Life, Somaderm, and that keto product where to go? I thought I had it over here. The keto product is absolutely amazing. I, 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 I'm, I'm shocked that I still love it. I'm actually depressed that I have to take a day off of it tomorrow because it's actually really working. The energy is absolutely amazing. It's way better than coffee. It's way better than any of that stuff that I've ever had. Um, <clears throat> so want to shout out to them. Also, Vitamin Patch Club. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Um, it, vitamin patch, I don't have, um, I don't have my shipment yet, but really cool thing about vitamin patch is they use the same technology that, um, that the, the, you know, the, the, the Nicorette patches, the nicotine patches, it's the same technology to deliver the vitamins. And I had Shane Griffin on the old show, um, who's the CEO is a world changer. I can get you guys a discount on that product. Uh, so you can hit me up. And I'll send you that information. Also, put it in the comments. And also, Joy's Organic CBD. It is uh, the most bioavailable. It's organic. It is the most effective CBD product I have seen that does not have THC in it. And that's a key. It does not have THC. So, want to give a shout out to them. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Um, okay, so here's how this is going to work. So, I, I, I kind of played around with some ideas, and now I, I really want to give this a go the way I see this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to always start off with, you know, gratitude. I'm going to then segue and I may read something from the Bible. Then I'm going to read a devotional. And then after that, we're going to have some fun and just like random things that I saw on the news that I thought were really, really interesting. And so I, I want to talk about that. So we're going to do that. So first, I'm going to go back to the devotional that I read. So this is where that morning gratitude, what I've been doing, this is where that will fit into Josh versus Joshua. So now, again, 
we're going to mishmash all of it. And again, if you're also, if you're watching live right now and you're not on the Josh vs. Joshua page, I cannot see your comments yet. You've got to get that bug worked out. So come over to the Josh vs. Joshua page, please, because I would love for you to interact, get your feedback. This devotional that I'm about to read is extremely, extremely powerful. Um, it may make me cry again. <laughs> so here we, here we go. Let's do this. <clears throat> this is from the Hope in the Dark devotional. Wait. Teach us, O Lord, the disciples of patience, for to wait is often harder than to work. Peter Marshall. Most of us don't have to wait very long for anything anymore. Just think about how antsy you feel when the dentist is running behind schedule. Drives you crazy, right? Apparently, Habakkuk wasn't crazy about wanting either or waiting either. Habakkuk was not crazy about waiting either. Nonetheless, he knew that he was the next thing he had to do if he was going to make it out of the valley of despondency. God told him, the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Habakkuk 2.3. <clears throat> the Hebrew word here for appointed time is maud, which means the right time, the asphyxiated time, the divinely chosen time that God permits something to happen. There's an old saying that God is rarely early never late and always on time. That's summed up by Maud. Maybe you've been praying for what seems like forever for someone you love to come to Christ. So you wait. You might be asking God for another kind of miracle, for someone to be healed, for someone to be freed from addiction, for a promotion or a spouse. So you pray, you wait. Then you wait some more. When you look through scripture, you'll see example after example after example of people who are chosen by God close to him who still find themselves waiting. God told Moses, I'm going to use you to deliver my people and rebuild the nation of Israel. Then Moses went on a 40-year road trip. 40 years. I was complaining about being lost in the wilderness for three weeks. 40 years? Oh my gosh. Now here's one of my favorites. The apostle Paul has a vision and met Christ. He transformed and says, I'm, I'm called to preach. That's what I'm here to do. This is all. I am compelled to preach the gospel. This is my God-given singular purpose in life. And then he waits. 13 years pass before that purpose begins. 13 years before he gets to preach his very first message. Some seasons in life, you just wait. I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait, God. What can I do to get to know you while I wait? Oh, that's a good prayer. Um, so I love that. I really like that. And the reason why is because I, I, you know, especially for people that get a vision for their life where they have a big, what's up, Patrick? Good to see you, my man. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm over. I'm live on the Josh vs. Joshua page. So I'd love to see your comments. I'd love for you guys to chime in. We're about to start having some fun, but I want to kind of go over this plan. Actually, I'm going to put it on the screen here. Um, so the part about waiting 
you know, some of us have big visions. I'm going to drop that from the screen. Sorry. Some of us have really big visions. <clears throat> and then if you don't have a vision for your life, well, we, that's another discussion. But for those of you that have a vision that you're pursuing, look, you may get that vision. You may get that God dream, as I like to call it. I love calling it a God dream because it really does come from God. Um, and and I, I remember when I got the vision for that camera shop that I still want. I met somebody last night that I'm um, I, I went out and about to watch the game last night and met somebody from CBS. And so we just started talking. What's up, Mary? Good to see you. Great to see you this morning. Um, I love that you're here. Um, and, and I talked to somebody from CBS and like, I still have this vision for this ministry and this idea that I want to create. And I, and I, and I have not given up on this and I haven't given up on the ministry or anything like that. But my problem is when I get these visions, I just go <laughs> and I start taking action immediately. But one of the mistakes I make is sometimes I just don't wait. Sometimes I don't wait for the instructions on what the first step to take is because I am a man of action. I want to take action. I'm relentless. But, you know, I can look over the course of my history. I got a vision about, you know, of, of what my wife is supposed to be like. And, and it's the same vision that I've had as a child that kind of mixed, mixed and mashed with my purpose in life. And I remember I got that vision. I was like, well, hell, I'm supposed to marry this woman. And so I did it. And then, well, guess what? That didn't turn out so well. <laughs> like it just, it completely freaking, <laughs> it, I mean, but here's the thing. This is the beautiful thing about God is that you can do that you can, you can screw up, you can move too fast, you can take action too fast, you can not be patient, not wait on God, and guess what? Just because it ends up being a mistake or it doesn't work out, you get corrected and you get put back in line with where you're supposed to go. And, and it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of a beautiful thing. But there's seasons where we just get to wait because I, to be honest with you, I'm not prepared to be a minister. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared to have a, have a a ministry. I mean, this is kind of a ministry, but I mean, the way that I envisioned it and thought it and saw it, like I don't know the Bible well enough, right? But it doesn't mean that I don't love God. It doesn't mean that I don't want to do God's will for my life. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean that. It just means it's not the time yet. So I really love that devotional because it it really talks about just trusting and surrendering to the process and just knowing that God's time is perfect. And, I, and, I, and I've used this example before, and I want to talk about it again. But when I first started doing videos, I was doing some live stuff. I was doing like skincare reviews. Um, and then every once in a while, I would go and like document something on the beach. It was my friend Todd Beats. Um, he, he really inspired me to start doing lives. And then Lauren Harris, um, who believed in me, and Lauren really, really opened up my eyes to the possibilities and he believed in me and it, it convinced me that my, my vision wasn't insane. And like, I, I it made me believe that I had something. So I was willing to take the extra chances. But in those, in those videos, I remember around that time I was brokering like movie deals, um, like raising money for films and, um, and like brokering oil deals and like doing anything and everything to make it financially. Like I was going for the grand slam. And I remember being at the finish line over and over again and just falling on my face or imploding or like the deal would just blow up and it just, and it didn't work out. And I'm like, 
I was so mad at God because I'm like, God, I've been homeless. I've been struggling financially. Why can't I get a break? Why can't I get a break? The truth is that if I would have come into that money, if I would have come into, I mean, we're talking millions and millions and millions of dollars is what I would have made off these deals. The truth is that God knew I wasn't ready for that money because I would have been buying hookers. I would have been doing blow. I would have been doing all kinds of stuff. And I would have completely walked away from what matters to me. But I believed in my mind that now was the time and it wasn't. And, and it's, and I'm so grateful now, like looking back at it over two years ago, that that didn't happen for me. So trusting God's timing is extremely, extremely, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to surrender to that and just know. And one of the other things too, I really believe that by surrendering and putting your faith again, um, put, putting your faith into just God entrusting God's plan. It'll also allows you to let the supernatural take effect and really take a hold of your life. Like you can operate on the natural or you can play, you know, you can play up here. And I believe by surrendering and giving your faith and surrendering that to God, I believe it allows the supernatural to take place. And that's where you see miracles. And that's where you see your visions come to life. And I think that that's beautiful. Um, Mary, I love you too. Patrick says, my vision keeps emerging so much greater than I have believed. And it can be a bit scary. It's beautiful, man. Sitting in the Atlanta Delta Sky Club, heading to Orlando to learn about mitochondrial wellness. Oh man, I'm interested to know about that, Patrick. I love that kind of stuff. Actually, I'd love to um, have a conversation with you about that. Jonah wasn't ready to go to Nina. I can't talk to this more. <laughs> uh, oh man. Anyway, so, okay. So anyway, here we're going to, we're going to do, uh, uh, I want to show you guys something. This is pretty funny. Um, I want to get rid of that. I want to screen share. Let's see how we're going to have some fun here. Okay. I'm going to do, this is great. I want to play this video to you guys. So bear with me, technical errors. This guy is so funny. Um, where'd my video go? Okay. Here we go. Now we're doing it. Sorry. First time doing this. Everybody I give you, my beach body on back order. It's on, on delay seven to 10 business years. You won't get this spot. I paid regular money to come to this regular beach, and you are not gonna shame me. I'm getting in with this spot. Ain't no ass. I don't gotta have ass. Who are you? You ain't nobody but an ocean. I've been like this, been here, been real, been real Southwest. You feel me? They can be whatever, ocean. You ain't gonna body shame me. I love my body. I'm getting in. I'm letting this ocean go. Who's who? What? What? I'm getting in. Just like this. <laughs> Why are you walking like that? Yeah. Oh, my God. That dude's so funny. I... I, I body shame myself all the time and it's it's so hard living in California it is it really it's just everyone here is so just ripped 
and and in shape and it's and i go to the gym sometimes and i just like i'm depressed because all i want is donuts and a cheeseburger and i'm not gonna lie like i mean a donut and cheeseburger just sounds good all the time it just does it just does that guy that guy makes me really really happy um anyway that i just thought that you guys would find that funny that's why i played the video whatever experimenting with stuff so and speaking of la problems um i this is another one that's pretty interesting so as you most of you know la is one of those places that it's look there's a, there's mega mansions everywhere and now because of the economy there's all of these giant houses like this la developers have a big problem too many mega mansions and seriously the area i live in which is like i'm i'm now in sherman oaks but like over the hill which is where maholland is it's super close and where i was at there's just nothing but houses like this i mean that's a freaking movie screen in the pool look at that infinity pool but now they can't sell them and all of these people in LA are there's there's like they can't sell these houses and so there'll be a $250 $250 $250 dollar mansion that they're dropping the price like 60 million dollars they had all these big plastic surgeons that were um these big plastic surgeons that were like developing these houses and they were doing it as an investment because there was a time they couldn't give these things away and or they could, I mean, they could just sell them. They were selling them like crazy. And now, like, there's so many empty mansions. It's, it's, it's wild. And I wonder what's going to happen to them. And I, like, my dream is to have a house in the hills. Like, that is, when I came out here, you saw that in the news. Yeah, I, I know. I actually do read some of the news. I just discern between what's real and what's not. Um, <laughs> but they have these giant houses, and they can't sell it. They're not selling them. But I, I'm curious, like, oh, I know what I was saying. I, my dream is to have a house in the hills. There's nothing more I want. However, I'm also terrified of the thought that if there's an earthquake or something happens, you should see the city when it rains. People don't know how to drive. It's like a snow day and an ice day and everything else under the sun. It's, it is, it's wild. And so like I can't imagine like there's these roads and it's almost like driving in a third world country. If you've ever, if you've ever been to LA or really anywhere in, uh, in, in, in California, cause with the houses in the Hills, the streets is, are like third world countries. And when it rains, there's just trash and, 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 and like, you'll see syringes, you'll see cocaine bags. You'll see all this stuff flooding into the street when it rains. And it's and it's also amazing when it rains here because it's like El the sin of LA is being washed away. And but again, living in the hills, the views are in, it's so beautiful. It is so gorgeous to see. It's like one of the coolest things ever. And when I first moved here, I got to not the guest house that I was living in, but one of the other places I stayed in the hills. It was like this is this is why you move here. And, I, and obviously the weather, but the view of the city, of the trees, of the ocean from high up, it is so gorgeous. And, but there is that fear, of course, if something happens like a natural disaster, it's all screwed. It's gonna be terrible. Okay, I'm gonna read this article because you know, everyone's reading, everyone loves energy drinks. Like that's a big thing. People are reading, um, oh, I know how I could have done this more effectively. Sorry, I'm still learning how to do these, um, these, these screen shares and to make it more fluid 
and make it work better together because I, I, I like to do this. Read this. All right. Energy drinks. Energy drinks could mess up your heart rhythm, but caffeine isn't the culprit. Yeah, caffeine gets a bad rap. I love caffeine. This is important because we're, I, I swear to you, so this is something else. We are so calf over caffeinated now. You notice like the coffee drinks now. It's like 250 milligrams. It's because a regular coffee just doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> like it doesn't. But the problem is, and I haven't read this article yet. I just saw it and I thought I'd read it with you. The problem is with all of these caffeine drinks and all of these like energy supplements and nootropics and things like that, they put a tax on your adrenal glands. And your adrenal glands, if they're shot, in other words, they're not, if your adrenal glands are not working properly, they, the, the, it can make you feel like you have low testosterone, you can have bad headaches, you can feel weak, your body can hurt, your libido sucks, like it sucks. And for men, the, it, it gives off this illusion of it, the, 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 um, the, low the bad adrenals, the shot adrenals, give the illusion that you have low testosterone because you have no hormones. Like you're honestly, you could see like whatever you desire the most in front of you and it'd be like, I just want to go to sleep. I mean, it's awful. Like having shot adrenal glands are the worst. And I've, I've abused my adrenal glands because I started using stimulants so young. And then of course your, you know, your kids, if, you, if you're taking Adderall, and supplements like that, it is destroying your adrenal glands. Never mind what it's doing to your brain, but it's destroying your adrenal glands. And so, and if you go take testosterone supplements, here's what happens: you 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 you'll take them, you'll feel good for about two days, and then you crash again. But but when you crash, you're screwing up your cortisol levels. And so these caffeine drinks, these caffeine drinks are also screwing with your cortisol, and that's why there's these weird bellies. So to be on in all fairness, to be honest with you, the reason why I completely switched from like I got this HGH product and I got the uh, keto product is because it has an adrenal support in it because I'm trying to reset my adrenals so I can have normal regular energy and not having to use nootropics and things like that. Because again, when your adrenals are shot, you're screwed. So I'm going to read this article real quick. Sugary caffeine-infused energy drinks have become increasingly popular over recent years, largely thanks to their association with extreme sports. However, as the list of health risks, health risk linked to these stimulant coupes continues to grow, a new study in the Journal of American Heart Association, which they're kind of full of crap because they said coconut, they said coconut oil will give you a heart attack. Bunch of psychos. Coconut oil. I got coconut oil on my face. I got it on my feet and I cook my eggs in it. I love coconut oil. Anyway, however, as the list of health risks linked to these stimulant soups continue to grow, a new study in the Journal of the American Heart Association has grown, has shown that consuming a single energy drink can throw your heartbeat totally out of whack. Calls for these beverages to be banned or restricted have become louder for several deaths were linked to energy drinks. One particular brand was removed from sale because it caused men who drank it to experience dangerously prolonged erections. What? What drink is that? Oh, man, that would be bad news for me. Uh, that would be terrible. I don't need a pro. Never mind. I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I want to think about that. That's why like Cialis is just bad news.
cheating me at Christmas. But you know, shouldn't have sex before you're married. So just saying. Yet it is their effect on the ticker rather than the pecker. <laughs> is this a real thing? <laughs> I'm so immature. Okay. One particular brand was removed from sale because it caused men who drank it to experience dangerously prolonged erections. Yet, it is their effect on the ticker rather than the pecker that has always caused most concern. To investigate the extent of this danger, researchers gave 34 people 32 ounces of one of two commercial energy drinks or a placebo. They then used the electrocardiogram to record an electrical activity of participants' hearts taking a reading every 30 minutes for the next four hours. They found that getting buzzed on an energy drink caused an increase in the heart's QT interval, which refers to the period of time it takes the heart ventricles to electrically reset in between beats. Who understands any of this stuff? I sure don't. On an average, QT, the QT interval of those who had ingested the energy drinks was between six and 7.7 milliseconds. This is boring, let's give me the good stuff. Anyway, both of the drinks used in the study contained between 304, 320 milligrams of caffeine per 32 fluid ounces, yet previous research has shown that the doses below 400 do not tend to cause electrocardiographic changes. The beverages also contained ingredients such as taurine and B vitamins. Taurine is an amino acid that occurs naturally within the body and has actually been found to have anti-arrhythmic properties, while B vitamins are also considered safe. What is unknown, though, is how these various ingredients affect the body when ingested in combination and whether this is something to do with the results. Summing up the pressing importance of unraveling this conundrum, study co-author Mr. Shaw said in a statement, we urgently need to investigate the particular ingredient or combination of ingredients in different types of energy drinks that might explain the findings in our clinical trial. So here's the thing. I'm not trying to tell you not to take energy drinks at all because that would be, make me a freaking hypocrite. And I love me some Bang. Bang is the greatest energy drink of all time. What are you saying? Uh, last July, when I went through a tough MS relapse for most every day in 2017, through May 2018, I was consuming three extra strength, five hour energy drinks every day, in addition to as much ibuprofen as my body could handle, in addition to occasional prescription pain medications. Dang. I've consumed less than a dozen since last June and a tough road to recovery and slowly beginning to experience improvement. That's good to hear, Patrick. But, and here's the thing if you look at the chemicals in any of the stuff, I mean, look at the chemicals in sunscreen. Like everyone thinks that sunscreen, and, and if you're if you're now, again, if we're live and you can join us over at facebook.com slash Josh versus Joshua. If, you're one, one, if you are one, if you are on one of the other pages, talk Josh. If you are on one of the other pages, please come over to Josh versus Joshua so we can see you. Anyway, these, these um, I see I'm, I'm making myself forget what I'm trying to say. Energy drinks. Blah, 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 blah. You're talking about, oh, chemicals in sunscreen. The chemicals in sunscreen, some of them, like, they cause cancer. Like, some of the things that they're using to protect you from the sun, actually, one, they block your ability to absorb vitamin D, and these chemicals cause cancer. 
like you really need to pay attention like on the sunscreen that you're using and remember I did work in skincare I do know what I'm talking about you need to use a like a, a it's called sun protection you want to use like a mineral base those are freaking great um, I can Tizo makes a great T-I-Z-O they make a great I don't like the owner of that company and he's not watching so I don't care um, it's one of, it's the best sun protection product on the planet uh, you can get it on Amazon really affordable really recommend Tizo to you um, thanks man oh board your plane thanks dude I really appreciate you stopping by Patrick be safe and I cannot wait to hear about that course you're taking so but then you look at the energy drinks in these chemicals like in and, and, and look at your vitamins if you see like red number two or yellow number 42 things like that like you look up what they do and on top of that you think okay these are all chemicals and yet we talk about drug interactions when we go to our doctor and the pharmaceutical companies there's these drug interactions but what about the drinks that we consume like have you read the ingredients in a coca-cola can I it's kind of scary, right? So these energy drinks, we have to be really, really careful. And again, I'm a, I love Bang. Bang is like the best tasting energy drink ever. And you don't crash on them. There's no calories, and that's how like they lure you in. But how does something taste that good that doesn't have calories? I don't get it. Like, this doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting. I thought I'd share it with you. Okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to read this one too. I really like... So I'm, I'm fascinated with this, um, this story because I think that we've all been here. Like how many of us, you're also, wait, you're also suffering. You had melanoma? Patrick, what the heck is wrong with you, man? You got all kinds of things going on. Too much surfing and lifeguarding and I stopped using sunscreen and I haven't had to meet with an oncologist since. Those are some scary appointments. Man, my dad died from melanoma. I watched one of the most proud non-humble human human beings on the planet i watched this and i just watched him like melanoma tumors in his brain and his lymph nodes all over his body i watched it destroy him it's so sad um yeah so i mean we got to be really careful with our skin okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do i want you guys i want to read this so we've all been in relationships i'm sure I don't want this guy. Um, go away. What's your name? I don't like this guy. What's his? I don't like that guy. Okay, here we go. Look, Lamar Odom opens up about his struggle against addiction and his desire to win back Khloe Kardashian. I don't know about you guys, but have you ever been in a relationship where your addiction destroyed it? And then after you kind of came out of it, you just had nothing but remorse? Like, this breaks my heart. This really, really breaks my heart for because I, I know what that's like to have addiction. And, and looking back at it, like those relationships weren't good for me anyway. But the damage that the addiction and the damage that 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 I had done with my reckless behavior and dishonesty and living a double life and, you know, just all that stuff. Like it breaks my heart when I see this and I and I I know it's news and I know there's celebrities and it's easy to bash them, but like I admire the fact that Lamar Odom would come up and say that you know he he's wants to win her back. Lamar Odom's 
tumultuous rise and fall and miraculous survival has played out in the media as publicly as possible. I think this is I think I think this is amazing that he's doing this because he's, you know, had a heart attack in a whorehouse. You know, he's an NBA champion. He was a great, brilliant basketball player. And I know like from what I've heard, like I've heard he's like a really, really nice human being. And so I have and the fact that he instead of Drake trying to be cool, he's coming out and being vulnerable, talking about his addiction and talking about like his he's heartbroken and he wants the woman he loves, the woman that got away. And you can say what you want about the Kardashians, whatever. I don't care. The point is he's putting it out there and I find this beautiful. <clears throat> but now he's sharing his version of events to anyone who will listen. Odom is candid about his struggle with drugs and alcohol in his new memoir, Darkness to Light, and recently spoke to CNN about this path forward. As an NBA player with two championships with the Los Angeles Lakers and a once happy marriage to Khloe Kardashian, Odom at one point seemed to have it all. But he nearly died in October 2015 when he was found unconscious at the Love Ranch brothel outside of Las Vegas. The strength in God, the strength in my family for never giving up on me. Oh, like my mama. This melts my heart. The strength in God, the strength in family for never giving up on me. That's who I live for now. I lived selfishly for a long time. I've been an addict for as long as I live. When you're sober, you're present. When you're present, you kind of understand the consequences and the repercussions of what you do. And therefore, I have no will to do any drug that isn't marijuana. Support that. I understand the consequences and repercussions of getting high. He added, I'm trying to go forward and trying to move forward. If I do drugs, that's moving backwards. If I live moving backwards, that means I'm living to die. Odom suffered, uh, reportedly suffered 12 strokes and six heart attacks while in a coma. Woo! He does not know what caused him to go unconscious. Uh, probably the crack, dude. Really? You don't know? You black out from doing crack. Ugh. Anyway, not that I've ever done crack. Thank God. Anyway, I have nightmares trying to figure out how I get there. It's frustrating because I didn't do any drugs that night. Oh, interesting. I don't know what caused it. Whenever, whenever, Whatever someone slipped me, it was damn good. There was some cocaine and something else in my system, but I didn't do anything that night. It's kind of hard for people to believe that when you have a reputation for doing drugs, so that's one thing that hopefully will get cleared up one day about what happened. Yeah, my, my sixth time in jail, I had one of those moments. The late owner of the Love Ranch, Dennis Hoff, claimed in an interview with CNN at the time, Odom had spent three days at the brothel and spent $75,000 while there. That's a, that's a lot of money for something you could have just done for free. I mean, you're a freaking, wow. Um, no judgment. One of the most highly publicized moments surrounding Odom's health crisis with his estranged wife rushed by his side along with the mother, Kris Jenner, and other members of their famous reality TV family. Yeah, he just looks like a cool dude. It goes to show you what a hell of a woman she is in her family upbringing, Odom said. Wow, complimenting the Kardashian family for all the crap that they get. Oh, that's good to hear. It makes me feel great knowing that she was by my bedside. Our connection will never go anywhere. We are still friends. That's neat. Couple married in 2009, one month after meeting and five days after announcing their engagement. 
They were wed in a ceremony that was filmed for the E! special and went on to star in their own reality show, Chloe and Lamar. Their marriage began to fall apart in 2013 after Odom admitted to violating NBA drug policies and pleaded no contest to a DUI charge. Cardi Kardashian filed for divorce that same year. She briefly withdrew the petition following Odom's hospitalization, but the two officially divorced in 2016. I was unfortunate to be part of their family. I still consider myself a part of their family. It just goes to show you their strength and endurance as a family that they can do anything. With their love and their love of my family, I think that's what woke me up out of a coma. Although the couple has been divorced for nearly three years, Odom still hopes for a reconciliation. I'm still deeply in love with my ex-wife, but then again, I have to live in a rational space. If it's just her being a friend, then that's a blessing in itself. If it goes further than that, of course, it's icing on the cake. I know for me, if I get, there's not all, not all of my exes, but there's a couple that I wish I could be friends with because they're amazing people. And yeah, I torched that. So that's not happening anytime soon. But I still pray for him. I pray that they'll forgive me. Like at nauseam. <sighs> I'm trying to reconnect with them and my family members because I miss them so much. Odom also hopes to return to basketball court, he said, while they're in the NBA and abroad. Anyway, I think I'll play basketball again. I'm only 40 years old. I've never really had any serious injuries except for the strokes you had 12 strokes and a heart attack. That's a pretty big injury. I wouldn't want to, want to run up and down a basketball court if I had that many heart attacks. Anyway, Odom's path to redemption, it seems, is rooted close to home. you got to surround yourself with people who want to strive to be better than you. The company I kept was key to my downfall. Remember that, people. The company you keep matters. The people that are surrounding you matters. You're sitting there with your so-called friends and you're getting high, and I was keeping horrible company. Oh my gosh. I remember thinking that my drug friends were my only friends. Yeah, they are your friends. Because the minute you quit getting high, they're not your friends anymore. It's true. It's really, really true. Okay. Um, I want to do, I want to show you guys one more article. <laughs> and I'm going to find a way to seamlessly do this. Okay. This one is for Jason Cisneros. I like. <laughs> Meryl, this, this is seriously, this phase, this phrase, toxic masculinity has taken the world by storm. And so this is for Jason. <clears throat> Meryl Streep, of all people, is speaking out against the popular feminist concept of toxic masculinity and with some gusto. At a Vanity Fair panel previewing the forthcoming second season of Big Little Lies, Streep reportedly broached the issue after co-star Nicole Kidman recalled hearing a male fan relay his enjoyment of the series, which is led by a female cast. Here's the quote. Sometimes I think we're hurt. We hurt our boys by calling something toxic masculinity. I swear Jason came up with this term and now it's on the main news. It's un anyway, I do. I don't find that putting those two words together because women can barely can women can. Okay. Let me start off. Blah, blah. Sometimes I think we're hurt. We hurt our boys by calling something toxic masculinity. I do. And I don't find that putting those two words together because women can be pretty effing toxic. It's toxic people. We have good angles. We have our bad ones. I think the labels are less helpful than what we're trying to get to which is communication direct between human beings. 
We're all on the boat together. We've got to make it work. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard Meryl Streep say ever, ever. <clears throat> Note that Streep didn't merely object to the term's assignment of toxicity to one's particular sex, but went a step further to argue it actually hurts our boys. Yes, that's true. Her take is shared by many critics of feminism, fourth wave, mostly concentrated in centrist and conservative circles, which is interesting given the actress's history of feminist activism. I, I, I'm loving her right now, although it won't mark the first time she's wrinkled the movement's proponents. This is interesting. I, a feminist is supporting anti-bashing of male toxic whatever. She basically, yeah, anyway. It's not exactly controversial to note that both sexes are capable of toxic behavior. Streep didn't explicitly argue that male and female toxicity can manifest differently, as many critics of the male-specific term do, though you could maybe contend it was implied. Either way, the statements constitute a surprising break from progressive orthodoxy from one of Hollywood's most visible champions of liberal movement. I'm, I'm loving her right now. I love Meryl Streep for that. Because this, look, <clears throat> I want to make this really, really clear. And if you're now, if you're watching us live, come over to the Josh vs. Joshua page. If you're one of the other pages, you can go to facebook.com slash Josh vs. Joshua. This is where we're at. If you want to join the conversation. Look, <clears throat> I, I don't really believe that women were supposed to stay home and bake cookies and have dinner on the table at six. I don't, I don't suggest that that is a woman's role ever. I do feel very boldly that one of the problems that has happened in this world is that parent, a parent, typically the mother, because I do believe the mother does a better job of this, but I do believe that when, a, when moms quit staying home and raising the children, I do believe that that opens the door for some serious problems. I'm not gonna say everyone, but I will tell you that when you have a nanny or the babysitter or La Petite or the Boy Scouts or whatever else raising your children, bad things can happen, you know, because they're not going to care as much about the child's well-being and the upbringing as they do, you know, as the parent would. But I get it. Everyone's got to work two jobs and all that stuff. And that's what happened. But and I so I'm not saying a woman's role is freaking, you know, wearing an apron and, and having dinner on the table at six. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And in the way that women have been suppressed and the women that have been, you know, they've been treated like, so yeah, you're going to have dinner on the table at six o'clock and I'm going to go to, I'm going to go out and have drinks with the boys. And then I'm going to come home drunk and then I'm going to treat you like crap. And like, where's my dinner? And you know, I, I'm not like that. That was wrong. So like there's parts of this me too movement and by the way, I love the hashtag Me Too, but for the opposite reasons, it's being used. I love saying Me Too. Just I get in trouble because, you know, because of the Me Too movement. But I, there's parts of it I support. There's parts of it that make sense because women have been held down too long. Women have been over-sexualized the, 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 in entertainment. It's not just entertainment. It's in the workforce. And now women are stepping into their power and starting to realize, oh, I'm, a str I'm strong. I have a voice, I get to use my voice. And that's happening as it should. The pendulum has swung really far the other way. And soon it's about to start correcting itself. And that to me 
is really, really beautiful where things are just going to go, wait, you're a child of God. I'm a child of God. These are the things that I'm naturally as a woman. These are the things I have. I'm not saying I'm a woman. Um, these are, these are, this is woman. This is man. We are made differently. We belong to work together. And, and like, but this masculinity stuff, this toxic masculinity stuff is suppressing men because men are forgetting how to be men. Men are forgetting that one, we're supposed to court women, we're supposed to treat ladies with respect, all this stuff. But, but when, when men are, are scared and they're fearful and they don't know how to act, it just disrupts the whole flow. But we're telling people that you're being a man, you're, you, 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 you're man-like tendencies and we're shaming you for that, then men will retreat. I mean, I, I want to do a video um, about the Roman Empire soon because this kind of stuff happened. I mean, there was some weird stuff happening there too. That's a whole other conversation. But like, I, I really love that Meryl Streep spoke up and started talking about this because it's it, it matters. Like, men should be men, but being a man does not mean mean a caveman. It doesn't mean beat your woman over the head and demand dinner at six on the table and all that stuff. And you shut up and make me babies. Like, no, it's not, that's not being a man. It's not being a man. We just like, it, uh, yeah. So I'm just crazy. I like, I'm so happy about Mel Street saying this. Anyway, I'm going to read the devotional one more time and then I'm going to end the show because I've just, I, I don't, yeah, this has kind of been all over the place. I'm trying to have some fun with the news here. Um, I'm going to read the devotional one more time and then I'm out. So this is called, from the hope in the dark, it's called wait. Teach us, O Lord, the disciples of patience, for to wait is often harder than to work. Peter Marshall. Most of us do not want to wait very long. Most of us do not want, most of us don't have to wait very long for anything anymore. Just think about how antsy you feel when the dentist is running behind schedule. Drives you crazy, doesn't it? Apparently, Habakkuk wasn't crazy about waiting either. Nonetheless, he knew that was next thing he had to do if he was going to make it out of the valley of despondency. God told him, the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. The Hebrew word for appointed time is maud, which means the right time, the affixed time the divinely chosen time that God permits something to happen. There's an old saying that God is rarely early, never late, and always right on time. That's summed up by the mouth. Maybe you've been praying for what seems like forever for someone you love to come to Christ, so you wait. You might be asking God for another kind of miracle, for something to be healed, for someone to be freed from an addiction, for a promotion or a spouse, so you pray, you wait. Then you wait some more. When you look through scripture, you'll see example after example of people who are chosen by God close to him, who stand, who still stand finding themselves waiting. God told Moses, I'm going to use you to deliver my people and rebuild the nation of Israel. Then Moses went on a 40-year road trip. 40 years. Now here's one of my favorites. The Apostle Paul had a vision and met Christ. He transformed and he says, I'm called to preach. That's what I'm here to do. This is all. I'm compelled to preach the gospel. That is my God-given singular person in life. Then he waits 
13 years pass before the purpose begins, 13 years before he gets to preach his very first message. Some seasons in life, you just have to wait. I'm willing to wait, God. God, what can I do to get to know you while I wait? I like that because you know what? Waiting on God is hard sometimes, but his timing's perfect. And, you know, again, I shared earlier, um, my friend Tim Ray and his United Intentions Media Network is where you should consider having a presence. I've already mentioned you to them. Well, that's awfully nice of you, Patrick. Thank you. I'm ready to have a studio. That's the other thing. Like, I apply, I mean, I've applied for radio jobs, I've applied for all of these things because I, you know, I want all the techie stuff and I want to be able to do, I want to be able to seamlessly, you know, have content up and talk, show people like what I'm talking about. I like showing videos, like I have all the stuff I want to do and I'm limited by certain technologies, but I get to wait. But I also can take action while waiting. I can rely on God. I trust him. I trust him. I trust the vision that he gave me. I trust all those, the, those beliefs and you know, sometimes I want it now, but I also understand I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I didn't go to broadcasting school. I didn't go to radio school. I didn't do any of that. I started this, this, these goofy shows on my phone. And, and it's, and it's, even though it's fun and I'm able to, I've been able to do all of these fun things with it. I'm not where I want to be with it. I haven't, I mean, I, this is not even this, this Josh versus Joshua is not exactly the way I want it yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on getting there. But you know, at the same time, even though I'm taking action, I'm also waiting. And at the same time, I, you know, part of my calling to have a ministry is very, very real. But it doesn't mean I can just go do it yet. I mean, I hear stories about pastors all the time and what I just read about Paul, you know, waiting all those years for him to be able to preach. If you, if you try to skip the line and you try to rush ahead and you try to get in front of God, you know, it, 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 it gets disruptive, you know? I mean, it, things things won't work out the way that you want because God's timing is the right timing. All right, you guys, I'm grateful for you. I want to give a shout out again to Vitamin Patch Club, uh, vitaminpatchclub.com. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the show. Also, Joy's Organics, uh, great CBD product. Uh, it's organic. There's no THC. And, you know, I've, to be honest with you, um, I've not seen too many CBD products that were worth a crap that did not have some THC in it. Uh, but the Joys Organics is an amazing brand. They have a money back guarantee. Um, if you're interested in CBD vitamins, like the vitamin patch, which is delivered through this patch, like a nicotine patch, delivers your vitamins. If you're interested in that, I can send you the information for you to make some money. And of course, I'm super stoked um, what I'm seeing with this HGH product. Um, and then, of course, the um, the keto product, which has been amazing. The energy is insane. So thank you to them. Thank you to you guys. Um, I would love to know your thoughts about the show. What, what did you like? What did you not like? What can I do better? Um, but always thank you for the support. And again, no more gratitude unfiltered. At least I don't think. And no more morning gratitude. I don't think. This is going to be a hybrid of everything. Hence why... I read about dad, dad bod and <laughs> LA housing and energy drinks and Lamar Odom and Meryl Streep. And I did a devotional and then I read from the Bible, did all of it because you can't, it's amazing. God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Binge network. Thank you. Amazon fire. Thank you. Roku, Apple TV, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Thank you guys. God bless. Take care.